Welcome to my conversation with Hannah Granqvist. Before I get into this episode, I want to tell you about this month's Positive Birth Helsinki Meetup. It will take place on Saturday the 15th from 10 to 12 at Lila Lukan, which is just near Kampi. I will be there along with some of our nest doulas to talk about the very important topic of human rights in childbirth. These meetups are especially for expecting families who are getting ready for birth. Join with your partner, toddler or friend. I hope to see you there. So for today we have Hannah who is a birth and postpartum doula as well as baby wearing instructor who lives right here in Finland. She's also so gifted and talented that she weaves her own baby carriers made locally under the brand name of Tukitu. In our chat, we talk about the importance of choosing an ergonomic carrier and how to spot if it's indeed ergonomic, why you might need more than one carrier for your family, and how you can continue to wear your baby also through the harsh Finnish winters. Hanna tells us in more detail about how she makes her very own carriers as well as about a baby wearing association that holds gatherings where you can ask your baby wearing questions and try out new carriers before purchasing. How convenient. Welcome to the Birthing in Finland podcast, brought to you by the Nest Doulas. I'm Danielle Bensky a mother and postpartum doula specializing in maternal well-being and psychology. Each episode, you'll hear eye-opening interviews with some amazing people who support families in Finland just like yours. We'll help you navigate what it means to birth in Finland, growing your confidence on your parenting journey. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's jump into our daily dose of birthing in Finland. Hi, Hannah. It's a pleasure to have you here on Birthing in Finland podcast. Welcome. Hi, Danielle. It's so so nice to be with you here and uh, good to talk about baby wearing. <laughs> yes, it's a really exciting topic, one that I'm personally you know, passionate about and love to do. And I have so many questions about how to baby wear in Finland. And I know Great. you will tell us more about that later. Yes, let's um, go. <laughs> But before just that, let's talk about how you got into baby wearing and your journey to making your own carriers right here in Finland. Well, my my story with baby wearing started with with not so uh, great terms. <laughs> Actually, I I was planning to baby wear a lot when I was expecting my firstborn. I, I got my first carrier, which was a Manduka, and we are a family with dogs. So I was planning to take a long walks in the forest with the dogs and my baby held close. Mm-hmm. But uh, when, when the baby was born, Manduka didn't fit my body very well. So it didn't feel good and it was causing me pain, pain in my back. So right. that really didn't work out so well. I didn't carry yeah. my firstborn so much. But yeah. when my second ch- child was born, he was absolutely loving to be held close all the time all the time and of course then the baby carriers inside and outside became a necessity to yeah to soothe him 
especially <laughs> being the second child. You have a first child to yes. to care for, so that That's requires also, a lot of you. Yes, that helped a lot. And uh, I started out uh, with him with a stretchy wrap, and then I had one woven wrap. And quite soon after those, I just brought my, bought my own loom and started to weave uh, my own baby wraps. I'm, <laughs> I'm a designer by profession, so that was a natural move for me to start making my own. <laughs> and there I am. And wow. when uh, my, my second child was a baby, there was also an opportunity to take part in the, the Trageschule um, baby-wearing educator training. So I jumped on with that, and here I am <laughs> on oh, wow. that path still. <laughs> I would love to hear more more on that uh, as well later about what it means yeah. and, and what you do. And maybe as part of the education, do you talk also about the benefits of baby wearing? Could you tell us a little bit about that for the parent as well as for the baby? Yes, that is one great topic uh, considering baby wearing. Well, for adults, I think the big biggest convenience that baby wearing brings is that you get your hands free. To free to do whatever you want because babies need to be held a lot and if you just sit in on a couch and cuddle with them you can't get anything done in a day so sometimes you just <laughs> need need something to get your hands free and baby wearing wraps and buckle carriers they are just great for that and also it's uh, gives great accessibility for different kind of people. Maybe if we think about going outside, for example, if you are baby yes. wearing, you don't have to find uh, pathways without stairs. You can go anywhere <laughs> where your legs take you. Yes. And also for those, those people uh, maybe with disabilities, uh, you can hold your baby close and securely while you're maybe using your wheelchair or s such. So so it's very beneficial for all kinds of people. And as you said, that there are different carriers who fit different bodies in yes. a better or, or less better way. So the variety of carriers can actually fit a variety of people. Yes, that's true. But it also makes it a little difficult in the beginning because you have to find your own carrier. And yeah. it's very recommended that you should try at least a couple of different kind of buckle carriers and a couple of kind of different traps before you choose your own, because then you will know what feels best for your own body. <laughs> we are all different. And how about uh, for the baby? What is the benefit yes, for the baby? Yes, for the benefits for the baby are really great. The babies thrive when they get to be close to the to the one that's taking care of them the baby in a sling it's it's very natural position for them it's being held tightly a bit like as in a womb <laughs> kind of because the right. the carrier fits tightly and safely so it's very good for them to stay close and to observe the everyday life that their caregiver is living and also be part of all the community and all the conversations and everything they 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 learn so much when when being apart and being in the middle of everything they're 
little brain is growing all the time. So that's one one great benefit. And also, it's uh, the position is very natural, and it lets the baby's body like really relax when carried because it's very supported from all the important places. I have also read when I was looking into it about like how it helps to regulate the baby's blood pressure and temperature and heart rate and breathing and yes. how how wonderful this can be also physiologically. And that's true. That's especially maybe in the first couple of months of their life, sort of in this fourth trimester. Yes. Um, when they're still adjusting to being outside of the of the womb. Yes. Um, Isn't it amazing? And also the body temperature of the baby is regulated um, in yeah. sync with the um, with the body temperature of the one that's taking care of them. Yeah. And that also helps a lot in the Finnish winters that we will mm. <laughs> talk about a little yeah. bit more later. So this is really beautiful. So we see kind of a, a dance between the adult or the caregiver and the baby. Uh, when yes. they're being together. And this is especially when they're skin to skin. Mm. So if you are at home, you can perhaps wear your baby skin to skin. Uh, yes. With the carrier, I mean. Um, <laughs> it's especially helpful for those early days and weeks with the baby. Totally, yes. Um, You mentioned about the carrier holding the baby in all the right places. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to move our conversation to that topic. Uh, yeah. Why is it important to choose a carrier that is ergonomic? And how can parents know to spot whether the carrier is ergonomic or not? Well, yes. First of all, for the parent, you can spot uh, if it's ergonomic or not. Your body tells it quite quickly. Ergonomic carrier feels good for your body. It doesn't cause pain anywhere. It doesn't make your uh, shoulders feel stiff or anything like that. It should be snug and the baby's weight should be so close to your own body center that it feels almost weightless. So those are the key factors for the parents. But for the baby, of course, there are a lot, many kinds of carriers in the market. And I have to say first that all the all the carriers that have the CE mark in them, they are safe for the baby. So if it's more ergonomic or not just as ergonomic, it's not dangerous for the baby. You can sometimes in this world, you can hear people say that you shouldn't use a such and such carrier because of this and that but all of them are safe but some are more ergonomic than the others mm. good ergonomic carrier supports the baby's posture so that it's it's a deep squatting position where the baby is sitting in the carrier the bum should be slightly lower than the baby's knees pelvis pelvis should be slightly turned forwards and the baby's arms uh, should be folded against parent's chest Palms should be held near the baby's cheeks. And that's basically the position that we are looking for. And this is accomplished with a carrier that has the panel that goes to the baby's back. 
that it's wide enough to cover the baby's bum and the legs so that it fits from knee to knee so it's wide enough there are those carriers that have really narrow back panels from the bottom side and that is not as ergonomic as the white based carriers so yeah (laughs) you were saying that the the baby is safe in a carrier that has the CE, was it? Uh, yes. CE mark? Yeah. Uh, but, but what are the advantages of getting a carrier that's more ergonomic than another? Like, why is it important that it's ergonomic? Yeah. What does that do for the baby? That does for the baby that um, the position when the deep squat is accomplished, then the baby's body from the bum and the legs and uh, the back Uh, the baby can relax in that position. When the baby's feet are (laughs) downwards... Dangling. Yeah, (laughs) dangling. Yes, yes, let's use that word. (laughs) Uh, The baby has to hold its body up with the back muscles. It can't uh, relax the pelvis and the lower back in that position so they have to work with their muscles to keep themselves (laughs) in that posture so that is that is more tiresome for the baby yeah so when they're holding that squatting position the baby can totally relax and then they can take the movement of the parent as they are in the carrier and that gives the body like really good subtle movement that is uh, beneficial for their growth. <laughs> that's that's really important to know, I think. Is there also something to do with hip dysplasia related to the way of carrying in the carrier? Uh, well, yes, kind of. The, mm, the deep squatting position is the same position that they use when there is uh, like uh, hip dysplasia in the slings when they use when treating that. So that position holds the joint very closely to its, its natural place. Okay. So that, that helps uh, the, the joint stay in place. So, okay. so that way it's, it's very beneficial to hold the baby in that position as much as possible, even though if there wouldn't be any, any, any problems detected with the hips. But it's, it's really good. So can a non-ergonomic position be a cause for hip dysplasia, if I understand? Or it's not um, really so direct causation? No, it, no, I wouldn't say that. It's, okay. it's safe. <laughs> safe to uh, carry a baby in a non-ergonomic carrier also. It doesn't cause your baby harm in such like uh, direct manner. But, but it could be more recommended. <laughs> Prefer- preferable. <laughs> preferable to find a carrier that is more ergonomic yes okay i think and that's clear more because of the relaxing position i think yeah. and the tension of muscles and of course yes a baby who is tense in the muscles is, is not going to be feeding well and is not going to be sleeping well and is perhaps going to cry more so maybe that's something to think about as well very much so yes <laughs> You mentioned that they have to be in a deep squat. How yeah. does that translate to the facing forward position? If you talk about a baby who is a little bit older already, yeah. what do you think about this position of carrying? That is a good 
good question. There's th- that position is also, it has been warned against, <laughs> but I wouldn't do so because it's very beneficial for, uh, let's say, like a five to six month old baby to actually get to experience world in a safe environment to see outwards from the carriers. And for example, when you're at home, you could go and play in front of a mirror because a five to six month old baby uh, is starting to connect in in his or her brain so that they can reach across their center line. So it's important then to let them play and uh, rehearse those uh, skills of of grabbing and uh, crossing the center line in different ways. So maybe with a with a mirror or or something like that, uh, it would be uh, fun and beneficial to play with the baby and uh, see all the facial movements and everything like that. So it's actually quite recommended also to carry uh, facing forwards. But of course, we have to remember that that position is beneficial for the bigger babies, not for the newborns, because how they can take in all the information and yes. But also the position is 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 not not so safe for such a young baby. No, not yet. It's not supporting it. But why is it that some are saying that it's not uh, recommended to do facing forward? Is it because it isn't ergonomic? It might not be ergonomic. It might be the same thing as as we talked about yeah. before with the, with those carriers that have a like really narrow base in them. Yeah. Uh, they are usually used uh, facing forward with a really small baby. And yeah. uh, there is also this uh, flood of information co- coming straight to yeah. the baby's uh, face that is uh, not so recommended to have from birth on. The baby should always have possibility to turn away and not yeah. face the things they don't want to face. So right. then then for a really small baby, the facing your chest is that way better because they can control their own gaze more yeah. <laughs> and all the things that come to their face. So in terms of the months, maybe if people are curious, like when can they start playing with the idea of putting the baby facing forward in the house? You said like five to six months, that may be a good time. That's and also about usually, back carrying. So. Yeah, five to six months is usually uh, okay. Of course, babies are individual. So maybe start with the small time and see how it goes. And then just <laughs> take the time longer. Is that uh, also for the back carry or is that... Back back carries are a bit different. Uh, um, If you're using a buckle carrier, uh, it is usually recommended that back carries would go on from uh, around eight to nine months. Then the baby's uh, body is ready to hold itself uh, Perhaps they already sit by themselves. Yes. Uh, At least least they should be able to almost sit by themselves yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. they have slightly support yeah. somewhere. So they don't have to sit perfectly, but maybe leaning to another arm or so on. Yeah. So then it's, it's, it's okay. So as a bit bigger babies are okay to go in uh, on your back with a buckle carrier. But there is a difference with uh, wraps because uh, okay. baby wraps are more supportive and, and the, uh, 
way we tie them uh, supports the baby's body differently. You can start wearing the baby in your back from like one or two months on. If you're <laughs> experienced rapper, so then it's okay. But it's a bit difficult because babies are so small. You need to yeah. have really flexible arms to tie. Or have uh, somebody to help baby. you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is surely recommended. So for a, for a beginner, I would recommend that maybe start practicing tying your baby with a wrap to your back at around four months, around that time, maybe. But you can do it for a smaller baby too, if you're experienced <laughs> and know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, so that, that helps clarify a bit the ages. And maybe I think another common question that's coming to my mind now as we speak that I've heard from yeah. parents is how long can I spend, like how long can I leave my baby in the carrier? Can they take a whole nap in the carrier? Yes. Is that considered sort of safe? Can you speak about that? Yes, that's a good question. And that is uh, a question that is asked uh, many times. And yes, you can let the baby sleep in a carrier. If it's, it's, if it's a good ergonomic carrier that has the squatting position. In an ergonomic carrier, you can carry the baby as much, much as you want. Of course, there are breaks when you need to maybe breastfeed the baby or or change the nappy or mm-hmm. such. And that is enough to like make pauses in the carry. So all those times between, if it's convenient for you, you can carry all the times yeah. in between. Yeah. <laughs> and also in this, I have to mention that breastfeeding in a carrier is not recommended before four months of age. <laughs> that should be always mentioned because this is a big security factor. Babies below four months are not equipped in their body enough that they can self-regulate the flow of the milk and the position of their airways. Uh, smaller babies, uh, their airway might become obstructed by the breast or by their own chin, actually. And so that is is not safe before okay. the baby is old enough. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, thank yeah. you for bringing that <laughs> And the fact that you can breastfeed in a carrier, that's another, just another beautiful point as well. Um, yes. <laughs> for moms who are walking around somewhere with a carrier and the baby gets fussy and you need mm. to go somewhere and he needs to eat. That's yeah. really practical. <laughs> Well, it is, um, but it, it takes it, practice. It, it takes a lot of practice, <laughs> and sometimes the breast shape is such that it's not so easy. But you can start practicing when the baby is around four months, and always observe the process. And when you're breastfeeding in a sling, you should also always hold your baby and see how the the airway is all the time, so it's not as hands free as baby wearing is normally. And as you said, the feeding could be a good time to take a break from the carrier. So yes, very much so. May want to consider that as well. Mm, I would recommend to take the baby off the sling and have have a rest for yourself at the at the while too. (laughs) Great, such such a great uh, part of our conversation. Uh, So much info just right there. My next question would be: 
could families need more than one carrier? I mean, you know, when people think, okay, I'm going to buy a carrier, we buy one carrier, and that's sort of it. But can it be that actually one family would have multiple carriers that have different purposes, kind of like we have different shoes, <laughs> you know, well, one for yes. going here, one for <laughs> going there? Yeah. What do you think about that? Baby wearing is a rabbit hole. <laughs> I think some some people have like so many carriers that that you wouldn't believe. I was thinking at the at first that I would be okay with one, but actually right now that I don't. My youngest child is now almost five. <laughs> I we don't carry that much anymore, but I have yeah. like. 20 carriers still <laughs> oh and and great. i can't can't let go of any of them because well they are very dear to me <laughs> but sure. yes uh, to your question yes and no some some families do well with just one carrier it depends on what they use them for for some some families it's it's only to be used in the kitchen when, like, for example, making uh, breakfast for the older children or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you might might just well be okay with like one simple ring sling or something like that. But some families that carry a lot, then it's very good to have different kind of carriers for different needs. Of course, if there's two parents or or more in in the family, all have different body types usually. So yeah. the same carrier won't fit if we're talking about buckle carriers. Maybe all buckles don't fit all the body types as well. Yeah. So then it's very recommended to have at least one <laughs> carrier for each each person that is carrying the baby. It's just easier and quicker to put the carrier on and so on when you're really familiar with it and you don't have to adjust it every time so, so much. And of course, when there's baby wraps, you might need different lengths. You might need one with qualities like maybe have wool in it. So if you're going outside, you can uh, also use the wool wrap to kind of give you warmth and so on. Yes. <laughs> so, but there, there might be needs <laughs> that we don't foresee. But it's usually okay to start with one and go on from there. And so maybe that's a good question to ask if you would recommend people which carrier to start off. One, if they're not very used to baby wearing. And second, if it's a small baby, like if they want to start wearing already in the first months of baby's life yeah. or weeks, what would be a good one to start with? There are very good buckle carriers nowadays in the market, which are highly adjustable for the small baby also. But usually I... I recommend trying at least a stretchy wrap because it's very good for a small baby. It gives the baby freedom to move because the wrap stretches a little and it gives the parent a nice nice feeling of adjustability. You can play with the material and uh, get it so that it fits you. 
But of course, stretchy wraps are not very long. <laughs> they are lasting. not long yeah. lasting. Yeah, they are yeah. not made for exactly. uh, the whole whole uh, baby wearing career. So yes. maybe in the six to eight kilos, yeah, the baby that's my might challenge be with it. Yeah, yeah, might be too big for it. So maybe just then move on to another carrier. But uh, it's important to try out maybe one or two carriers before choosing your own. Yeah. That's a good. Soon we will share with the listeners where they can do that. We'll get there yes. in a moment. <laughs> so would you maybe be able to slightly explain what different carriers could be used for? So you now explained about the stretch wrap. The yeah. stretch wrap carrier is is used maybe with the newborn you know, maybe in the house more mm. because it's so convenient for the little one and it's only until seven kilos or so. Around that, yeah. Yeah. What other carriers are there and what could they be used for in such a way? And what maybe are the... Wow, yeah. there's there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> the most popular. <laughs> well, the most popular maybe are just the buckle carriers. There's a, yeah. There are many different kinds of those. Well, they are convenient as uh, as they are just woven and sewn into position, so that it's quite easy to get the baby in and get the baby out. And there's all these technical parts that appeal to some <laughs> some parents more than the others. Mm-hmm. Those are really good for the whole baby wearing career. Most of them grow with the baby nowadays. They are very adjustable and very good. That's convenient. And are, yeah, and there are nice, uh, nice colors and mm. nice, uh, <laughs> nice pictures in them, and also. And then there are well, baby wraps, of course. Woven baby wraps are really good from the birth on. There are loads of different kinds of woven wraps. There are different sizes. The sizes go like 50 centimeters apart from it, uh, each. Okay. Like they increase by 50 centimeters. Yes. So okay. maybe a size two is usually 2.7 meters yeah. long and 50 centimeters on from there goes right. the sizes okay. and usually we recommend choosing a base size kind of for the first wrap and that is usually somewhere around 4.2 meters to like 5.2 meters wow. and it depends on your body size which size you should get and for like I am around uh, size large to extra large in uh, in my clothing size usually. So my base size is around six, and that is four point seven meters. Okay. So that's a, that's a good <laughs> so, yeah. That gives people an, a basic uh, understanding. Yeah. So you should choose a bit longer wrap if you're if you're a bit bigger person or or then just a little smaller if you're smaller. So here, but it's it's very recommended that you could go somewhere and try your own own size. So then it's precisely what you need. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about the Finnish winter because that's a really big yeah. uh, topic. How do I adjust my my baby wearing to the winter time because 
also from my experience as a non-Finnish person, it can get quite confusing and it's not so clear always how to dress the kids. And so with baby wearing, I feel like there's an added layer of confusion. <laughs> can you help us make sense of this and explain how we can continue wearing also through the winter? Yes, I would love to. And I, first I have to say that This topic is confusing for us native Finnish okay, <laughs> parents good. also. We're not so alone. No, not to worry. This is something to consider about a lot. Well, yes, of course, all the babies and all the parents, they are all individual on their feeling of warmth and how much uh, layers do they need. <laughs> so that is the thing that makes it a bit tricky also. So it's a trial and error on how much to wear on all the particular weathers. First of all, I have to say that it's always very important to especially see that the hands and feet and the baby's head is for warm. Those are the places that get cold first. And the thing that I, I would recommend to see is that First of all, there are layers that you put on top of each other and that there is air between all the layers because the air is the thing that insulates right. the warm and keeps it inside the, the clothes. <laughs> yeah. So if we like pack the, <laughs> pack the child really tightly with uh, different layers of garments, then it might even end up being more cold than right. just having like two or three layers that have sufficient air between the layers. So if the clothes are a little bit big, that's not so terrible. <laughs> no, that's even, <laughs> even yeah. like really good for the baby. And if you're wearing the baby in a carrier outside your own clothes, It is actually very recommended that you choose uh, maybe a snowsuit that is one or two sizes bigger than the normal snowsuit you would wear with the baby, just because of the air <laughs> in between. So then all the sleeves and the leg of the suit cover the whole feet and the whole whole hands for the baby so that there is enough air inside. So it's not tight fitting from the toes and uh, the fingers. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be re very recommended to wear something like uh, natural fiber straight to the skin. Usually we speak that you should have something like merino wool, which is yeah. very good because it's it's soft and it doesn't itch <laughs> as as like normal wool might might do, and and it's warm also. And wear it straight to the baby's skin. Maybe just have an overall of merino wool and put it yeah. straight to the baby's skin. So that is the most comfortable and warm solution for the baby. And then wear all the other layers on top if you need. And uh, of course, if you're carrying a lot, <laughs> there's this specially made baby wearing jackets in the market that have an insert on the front that makes room for the baby inside the jacket so you can share the body temperature with the baby. So then it's 
a really good way to hold yeah. hold the warm air inside. <laughs> yeah. And also have it with the hands and feet also. And so if the baby's under your coat, do they need a, a snowsuit? No, not necessarily. Usually then it's recommended that they would wear normal everyday clothes and maybe one layer of a wool or something like that uh, extra. And the carrier usually is counted as one right. one more layer of uh, clothes on top of the baby. But it needs to be seen that, that the feet and right. the head, they yeah. are not inside the carrier. So, yeah. so then they need to be especially taken care of. I would I would think that wearing it with the coat would be easier because then I'm just thinking like what if the baby falls asleep and you move from indoor to outdoor and if you have to undress while the baby maybe is taking a nap yes. then how do you manage all of this logistics it just seems you know with the stroller I can just leave my baby to sleep outside yeah and with the carrier it's a lot more challenging do you have any tips on this logistical side of things <laughs> with naps and stuff well, that is is a struggle <laughs> with yeah. the carriers, but the coat thing that helps a lot because yeah. then you can just remove the coat from on top of you both, and then just maybe take the hats and socks and mittens off and carry on yeah. baby wearing as you go. Yeah. So that is very recommended if you use the carriers a lot. All right. And okay, there is great. also those panels that you can use with the normal coats on the market so there oh, are yeah. different as kinds. an extension yeah yeah there to are different kinds code. of things that you can use great. great thanks for those tips and for <laughs> helping us make some sense and order in this <laughs> yeah. con- confusing topic well it's confusing um, for us too and yeah. <laughs> and usually we we share all of different kinds of tips. <laughs> also, baby-wearing parents are quite inventive in these things. <laughs> I'm sure. You mentioned how great it is to try on different carriers, but I haven't seen any shops around the Helsinki area that mm. allow you to try or anywhere where there is consultations around this. So we will talk a little bit about the baby-wearing association. But before that, I wanted to ask you, do you think there is some kind of shyness or resistance to this thing in Finnish culture or what do you think about this idea? Well, of- it's it's very hard to yeah. say. Many baby-wearing parents here in Finland, they find this, maybe the older generation might might be warning us a lot about not <laughs> not holding our baby close so much so that they wouldn't become clingy. <laughs> Or not growing up to be like individual, strong-minded adults or mm-hmm. such. Independent. Yeah, independent. That's the word I was looking for. It it has been strongly in our culture that babies should be weaned at the very first <laughs> age possible and held maybe separately because because so that they wouldn't become clingy. And the parents should have their own freedom to to do whatever they want. But of course, the newest research says that maybe this isn't the best way to go because actually the babies become more independent when they are held close and uh, their needs are met as they as they come and so on. So maybe there can be 
a little resistance in the in the olden timey culture of Finland also what comes to baby wearing but but it should be always said in these these situations that it actually is not backed up by research it's not evidence based uh, to to have it so maybe it comes from the history of Finland there has been so much so many big families and the parents have been stretched quite quite far the the times have been tough so these have been like survival methods yeah <laughs> for yeah, our for our people and it's been recommended I can for understand that. for for those reasons but it's not so anymore so i'm, I'm glad it's changing yeah <laughs> and me I, too <laughs> i hope that maybe here's an idea for the association and you know mm. a project to open up at a shop where people can come and try different yeah. baby uh, carriers and stuff and actually, actually buy whatever. Is. Yeah, actually just a couple of years ago when I started there was a one shop in in Helsinki that was like really really good baby wearing shop it was called Ipanainen and that sold all the slings and buckle carriers and such but unfortunately they had to stop their operation because there is uh, nowadays people buy online mostly yeah. so so there was so a problem. So they would just come and try, but they wouldn't. Yes, buy. that's what's the problem, and that's really sad. I understand. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but so yeah. it is. We have to think of a business model for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. But you went on, and you actually decided to make your own carrier from this. <laughs> uh, you said, "Okay, let let's find the solution." As you said, you're resourceful, <laughs> and I'm curious to ask, what are the materials that you are using, and what is the type of carrier that you make? I'm making um, hand-woven baby wraps and they are made with my loom, <laughs> which is quite a big instrument uh, to have, but uh, but it's it's fun, it's traditional and, and so on. I usually use cotton or maybe cotton and linen or hemp or something like that for my for my warps and warp is the like the structure of the baby wrap. Okay. So those natural fibers are really good for a baby wearing because they breathable and they are easy to maintain. They are easy to take care of, and they are sturdy <laughs> and they feel good. Yeah. Mm. So and usually you make use those in different lengths as well. Yes. My my wraps, Dukitu wraps, are very, they are made to order, each one of them. So if you want to have a Dukitu wrap, uh, first thing I'll ask you is how long wrap would you need? So then we just have enough warp for you and we can make as long as you as you like and then you can just choose which weft do you want maybe you want some silk or a wool or <laughs> or maybe more cotton or or anything like that so it's, oh, it's so very custom yeah yeah tailor made yeah. for you <laughs> are these the kind of carriers that can be used throughout the baby wearing journey like as the baby grows 
very much so yes okay. i always drive to make make wraps that would be long lasting for you and also to when maybe when you don't even use it anymore with your own child you can just maybe give it forwards or sell it to exactly. another family they have a long long life and long history taking care of lots of babies <laughs> that's beautiful yeah. And if people want to have a look at the pictures and see what it, it kind of looks like or just want to, you know, support the local business here in Finland and another mom, uh, where can they get info about purchasing a carrier from you? Yeah, I would recommend you to come to my Instagram. The handle is Tukitu. Maybe we can share the link in the yeah. description of this uh, yeah. show there in the bio i have the my link tree and there is link to my facebook group for the dookie wraps and all the other things that i do do during my work so there are kind of a lot in the facebook group you can mostly see only the wraps and their their users and what's what's up and the new new warps and if there's availability at the moment and I will announce announce all the things in there. <laughs> so Great. everyone's welcome to join. Great. So so that's the Instagram and we will have it in the show notes uh, for yes. the listeners. And the baby wearing association we it came yeah. up a few times in our conversation <laughs> let's not forget to mention this what is it called what do you do there what kind of activities can people join yes that's a great resource here in finland it's called kandalina yhdistys in finnish and it's a volunteer based organization or association that has activities all around finland and they organize like baby wearing cafe meetings where you can go and just have a cup of coffee or tea or something and meet people that are like-minded and like using the carriers and maybe try different kind of carriers yes. mm, that's really good exactly and and also get help with the carriers there are volunteers that are trained and accustomed to helping people with all sorts of different kind of carriers so that's very recommended to go into if you're interested in trying and getting into this world what a lovely then. idea that that's a great place for parents yeah. so where can they actually find out when these cafes are happening these meetups there is this facebook group called kandoliinat ja kandoreput Kysy ja keskustele. We will, <laughs> It's we will a put long the link. One. Let's put a link. <laughs> we <laughs> will put the link. Yes. Okay, um, great. So it's through the Facebook group. Well, through there. And also you can find their website, uh, which is we can link also. There is a list of uh, volunteer baby wearing peer support persons that you can contact in your area and ask right. them for help. And there is also those, in some places, there are little selections of baby wearing equipment that you can actually lend out for a small sum if you want mm. to try it. Again, in, very recommended. Yeah, in your own peace at home. <laughs> yeah. Okay, super. So, so, th- that's, so that's we will good. put those links. Yeah. Yeah. 
We will add all those links so people can really have a chance to meet other parents who are baby wearing, try on different carriers yes. before purchasing anything. And, uh, and it's very recommended wearing. if you want to just uh, maybe if you're new here and want to see other people and have a hobby that is connected to the babies and baby wearing and uh, being a parent. Yeah. It's, it's also a very good uh, hobby you can join the peer supporters and and do it in in I your own it. time if you want so that's, that's great good... what's your hobby i love to baby wear yeah <laughs> i will I... adopt that as a hobby thank yeah. you yeah <laughs> i am in the rabbit hole <laughs> yeah oh yeah for sure <laughs> well this is these are wonderful resources and you've given us so much uh, knowledge and, and information about baby wearing in general Mm-hmm. So I just want to take a moment and thank you for coming on the podcast and you know sharing so much knowledge about baby wearing. Thank you, Danielle. This yeah. has been fun. Yeah, thank I you always so love to, love to talk about baby wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> if you have a passion, then it's hard to to stop it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here to listen to my conversation with Hannah Granqvist about baby wearing. I hope you took away some lovely tips and gems from that episode and that you feel encouraged to try baby wearing, even in the harsh winters of Finland or at your home. The benefits of baby wearing are so lovely for both the adult and the baby that if this is so important to you or sounds like something that you would like to try with your child and you feel the need for more help or guidance, please reach out to Hanna or to the Baby Wearing Association we spoke about where you can get more support. Thank you for choosing to listen to this episode and I hope to have you back here next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Birthing in Finland podcast. To get the show notes for this episode, go to doulacollective.fi forward slash birthing in Finland. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and share this with someone who you think needs to hear it. A friend, a colleague, a neighbor. Help us get the word out so that more families can start enjoying these conversations. See you next time when I introduce you to another amazing person supporting families just like yours.